Welcome to Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. Follow along on my journey as I ask the questions we all have when it comes to getting pregnant, staying pregnant, and becoming parents. I'm not an expert and I have no experience. I'm going through it all just like you. So thanks for being here and let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to Any Questions, a podcast all about conception, motherhood, parenthood, labor, pregnancy, delivery, all that good stuff. Today's question is, when should I tell my boss I'm pregnant or when should I tell work about a pregnancy? Now I did put in brackets behind this episode title, TTC Journey, just to indicate that I am still on my TTC journey trying to conceive. I am not currently pregnant um, and I actually am self-employed, so I don't even have a boss. So this question doesn't apply to me uh, completely accurately and definitely doesn't apply yet, but I thought it would be something cool to talk through. Um, as I know, this is something that obviously a lot of pregnant people have to think about. And even myself being self-employed, um, I do have clients that I work for that I'm, you know, a contractor for, if not an employee. So there's certainly people that I will still have to reach out to and tell at some point. And I think this is something you can definitely start thinking about even before you get pregnant, just sort of planning for the future, seeing, uh, what things, might look like, how things might work in terms of your career, and also um, taking any time off uh, for your baby or, you know, childbirth, things like that. So I will speak to sort of um, the situation if you are an employee and, you know, talking to your boss, talking to work, as well as uh, my plans and sort of how things work a bit differently if you are self-employed, a freelancer, a contractor, things like that. Um, I will start by saying, um, I'm not going to go too much into actual parental leaves, like time off for maternity, paternity, um, just because I know every place in the world, every workplace is totally different. There are some places in the world where you get like three years off, completely fully paid, and the government sends you like an adorable little like welcome home baby box and you get, you know, free enrollment in daycare and all these wonderful things. And then there are other places in the world where like you're using um, sick time to deliver your baby and they're expecting you back in the office in like a week or two. So I'm not going to go so much into um, just the different types of like leave you can take because I know that's going to be different for everyone, but more of just like how you're going to actually tell your boss, talk to your work people <laughs> um, and uh, have a plan for yourself and your pregnancy. So first things first is actually looking up those legal protections. So I'm pretty sure this is a universal thing, um, but you know, double check it for your area. I'm fairly certain you cannot be fired for being pregnant. I think there have been um, many cases, lawsuits, things like that of uh, people saying that, hey, you know, I am working at this job and I got pregnant or I, you know, became pregnant and I let my boss know and then I got fired and then I took them to court and sued them for all this money because that's not something you can do. So I'm pretty sure that is a universal rule. Um, if it's not, it should be. But maybe you just double check that if you think you are living in a place that doesn't have that kind of protection, uh, that's horrible. Please, please move. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as I know, you cannot be pregnant or sorry, you cannot be pregnant. You cannot be fired for being pregnant. <laughs> um, so there should be some protection there. You shouldn't be uh, worried about losing your job. Um, I do think though that there are some things you might want to think about. For example, uh, depending on the type of job you have, it might be a situation where if you're pregnant, you're not able to do your job um, as well or at all or as long as you might want to. It might also be a situation if there is 
um, maybe some bias or something, you know, your boss isn't firing you, but maybe they're not picking you for certain projects or promotions or things like that. Um, you know, if there's a long-term project coming up at your workplace, maybe you don't get offered that because you are pregnant. And in some cases you might think, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I'm not going to be here next year. And in other cases it might be like, well, screw them. Like I deserve to work on that for the next, you know, six months. So you can sort of think through your workplace and what that might look like. But I think knowing that you can't be fired, hopefully wherever you are living <laughs> for being pregnant is important. Um, but I think there can still be some consequences to revealing a pregnancy at work. And you kind of have to weigh the pros and cons of that, which is what we will get into when I talk about timelines in terms of when you actually want to announce to your boss and to your workplace that you're pregnant. Um, the other thing you should read up on besides just like the laws in your area is any uh, HR policies. So human resources or whatever that department is called at your workspace. Um, they likely have some sort of like a handbook or something like that. I would read up on that. Just make sure you are totally in the clear, you know what the rules are, um, you know what your rights are in terms of taking any time off if you have like, you know, appointments or if you are ill, um, as well as what your rights and protections are for uh, parental leave if you're taking time off after you've had your baby, um, maternity leave, paternity leave, whatever it is, look into that, make sure you are well versed in it. Um, and then also just, I guess the bottom line here in terms of protections is just protecting yourself. You know your job, you know your industry, you know your boss. Um, maybe you've seen other people, um, you know, announce pregnancies and take time off from work. You kind of know how that goes in your sector, in your office, in your workspace. So keeping those things in mind and making sure that you are putting yourself and your family and your little one first ahead of your job. Um, and you're doing what's best for you. So even though, you know, if you were a, <laughs> I don't know, if you were, you know, employee of the year and doing everything you can for your job, maybe you tell them like, as soon as you pee on that stick, you let them know and you help them find your replacement and you just take grunt work for the next nine months. You don't interfere with everything, but that might not be putting yourself and your family first. Um, so it's hard to speak about this without any specifics. You know, obviously I don't know what job you work, but hopefully by bringing up a few of these things, you can sort of, um, map that onto your job and your workspace and your boss and your supervisor and sort of be like, oh yeah, that is, you know, I can see them doing something like this. Or last year when so-and-so announced a pregnancy, they did something like this. And I'm just thinking of how it's going to work and just, yeah, bottom line, protect yourself, make sure you have all the knowledge you need and you're making the right choices for you. Um, in terms of the actual timeline of when you might want to announce, I think first things first, you definitely don't have to announce before you're ready. Please don't feel pressured into announcing a pregnancy or sharing your news. Um, no one should be asking. And I think it might actually be, again, this is part of that legal HR stuff you need to be reading up on. I think it might actually be like illegal for a boss to ask. I think it's definitely illegal during an interview. Um, for bosses to ask about like if you are pregnant or if you're planning to be pregnant or planning to have kids but i think they're not even allowed to ask just like in the office but obviously you know it could come up informally um but don't feel pressure to announce before you're ready before you want to similar to the whole episode i did on just announcing your pregnancy in general like telling friends and family putting it on social media there is no reason to do that before you feel ready um if you feel any pressure try to try to let it go because there is no um 
you don't have to. You definitely, definitely don't have to. And I get that this can be really difficult, especially if you are someone who is experiencing, you know, very common pregnancy symptoms. If you are very nauseous, if you're having to run to the bathroom, you know, every hour to go pee or to throw up or whatever other wonderful pregnancy symptoms you're experiencing. If you are in a body that shows a pregnancy bump early, that can be very hard to hide. I know there are some people who are showing, you know, super, super early. If you're carrying multiples, like you're you're going to be showing pretty early. Um, and it can also just be hard, you know, even if you're, if you're able to hide any symptoms and hide any growing bump, but if you're just really close with your coworkers, right. Or close with your boss, you know, a lot of us are in relationships where these people feel more like friends than coworkers or employees or employers. And it can be hard to not share news with them that you would like obviously share with friends and family. Um, and this is something I'm thinking about a little bit too, because I do have, you know, some of my clients really do feel more like friends. Um, people who like, you know, uh, the person who officiated my wedding is technically my supervisor. So that's somebody, you know, I'm very close to and I'm friends with, and I would want to share this exciting, you know, development in my personal life, but needing to sort of toe the line and be careful of like, yes, you know, we are friends, we are friendly. Um, they're wonderful people to have in my life. But at the end of the day, they're also, you know, my direct supervisor, my client, my boss, my whatever. And there is that professional side of things that should come first here. This goes back to protecting yourself, right? You just need to be careful. Um, and hopefully no one like gets mad at you. Like, I can't believe you didn't tell me sooner. Like they might say that in a joking way, but I would hope that no one would actually hold that against you, especially not somebody who is, um, you know, in a, position of like power over you, like a supervisor or a boss, that would be a really gross thing if they were actually uh, holding that against you. So in terms of when to actually announce, I think, you know, if you're able to keep it a secret throughout all of those really fun early pregnancy symptoms, if you're able to keep your lips sealed, even if you're friends with, you know, your coworkers and your boss, I think you do want to wait until you are far enough along in your pregnancy that you are feeling, you know, comfortable with how things are. You're feeling safe. And by that, I mean, the miscarriage risk is lower, I think. Um, even though I talked about in the announcing pregnancy podcast that, you know, it's totally up to you if you want to announce right away, if you want to wait until you're past the 12 week mark, the 20 week mark, whatever it is, you know, some people prefer to announce right away. And even if things don't go well, if, um, you know, they do experience loss, they like having that community around them. They want everyone in their life to know so they can support them and understand, you know, why they might be quiet or off or something like that. And other people prefer not to share just so if something bad doesn't happen, they don't have to. Um, sort of keep opening up that wound and, you know, sharing that with everyone. So I think in the workplace, it is a good idea to wait. Um, again, it's that uncomfortable thing of, okay, yes, they might be your friends and they want to, you know, offer you support as a friend. Um, but it's hard to do that when you're also in the position of a supervisor or a boss and you're thinking about the company, right? Cause it's like, okay, as a friend, you know, I'm so here for you. And even as a boss, you know, it might be like, Hey, I'd love to offer you some time off, or I totally understand you're not up to taking on this project right now. No worries. Like just, you know, put on your headphones and do this other work. And I can see, maybe wanting that kind of support from your coworkers and your boss, you do want to let them in and let them know what's happening with you so they can understand why you are, you know, acting a certain way or whatever. But in terms of like the actual company, um, I just think it's a little bit risky. If you, you know, you announce it early, you start making all these plans, maybe they start, I don't know, hiring for your replacement or something like that. And then, um, you know, you lose the pregnancy and they've already gotten the ball rolling with your replacement or you've already, you know, turned in your, 
uh, notice if you're planning to quit or something like that. It's just a little bit scary. So I personally would advise, you know, keeping it to yourself until you're a little farther along in your pregnancy. And that's not to say that things, you know, obviously things happen and there is pregnancy loss later in pregnancy as well. And hopefully you are working with a uh, company that is supportive of you no matter what happens and is is able to help you in whatever way you need it. But personally, I would at least wait till past that 12-week mark and probably even a little bit later to say anything at work officially. On the other hand, I don't think you want to wait too long. Um, obviously, at some point, uh, it will be obvious. <laughs> um, and depending on your body type, this will happen at different points. But at some point in your pregnancy, it will likely be very obvious that you are pregnant. And uh, people might start to, be, to you know, kind of wonder, like, okay, why aren't they talking about it? Or your boss might wonder, like, okay, why haven't they come up to me and, like, said something? We got to talk about this. Um, it gets a little bit uncomfortable. And it kind of puts the ball in your boss's court, but, like, in a bad way. Like, you're kind of giving up your power by just sort of letting it happen and, you know, seeing what happens. I think it's really... Uh, a good idea to come into this conversation with a plan. Um, and that also kind of leaves uh, your work with, you know, poor options. If you just show up one day and say, okay, by the way, I'm having a baby tomorrow. See ya. Um, that doesn't really give them good time to, you know, train someone new, to hire someone, to get cover on any of your projects and, you know, change the schedule, things like that. And I think most of us, hopefully, would want to give our workplaces at least some notice to sort those things out. And again, this completely depends on the type of job you have, the environment. Number one, protect yourself. If you um, are in a really uh, ugly work environment and you're planning to just quit at the end of this and you know if you announce your pregnancy beforehand, they're going to find some sneaky way to, you know, not fire you, but maybe like not give you any more shifts or something like that, um, then you do you. You give them the minimum notice that you have to give them. You definitely protect yourself first. If you're in a place that's a little bit more supportive and collaborative, you probably want to give them more than two weeks notice before you, you know, peace out for a couple weeks or a couple months or whatever it is. Um, and also when you wait until the last minute, not only do you kind of put your work in a bad situation, you also eliminate a lot of your options. I think there's a lot that needs to be discussed with your boss and with your company and also with your family in terms of, okay, you know, who's going to take care of the baby? How much time do we have? If you just leave it till the last minute and say, hey, boss, by the way, I'm heading out tomorrow to deliver a baby, they might say, cool, see you back here in two weeks. And you're going, what? I thought I had you know, so many months. And they said, yeah, well, sorry, you didn't say anything and you didn't apply for leave and we can't approve it. So see you back here in two weeks. Good luck. Um, hopefully, again, you're not working at a place like that where they are so unsupportive, um, but it happens. So definitely uh, you don't want to wait too long before you start chatting with your boss and with your company because it sort of leaves both of you Oh, what is it? Up a creek without a paddle? I think that is the <laughs> correct idiom I'm going for here. Um, so TLDR on this whole timeline thing. Uh, personally, I would say don't announce it too, too early, but I totally understand things might slip. Um, you might be feeling sick and it might be really obvious. You might start showing, but you also don't want to wait too late and um, until you leave your work and yourself with very few options and in a hard place. So before you actually make the announcement, sit down with your boss or supervisor, tell them that you're pregnant. First things first, read through all of the legal requirements, read through your HR handbook, make sure you are totally uh, across all of the rules, your rights, your responsibilities. Uh, the next thing you wanna do is have an ideal plan in your mind. So map out how you want things to go. 
what you want the next, you know, however many months of your pregnancy to go, what your plans are in terms of taking any leave afterwards, again, consulting with, you know, what you're allowed to take in your place of residence and at your work. Um, but I think it's a really good idea. This is actually just a great exercise for yourself to sit down and sort of figure out how you want things to look, you know, sitting down with your partner or your family and seeing what's going to work best for all of you. Um, and I think it's so helpful to come into that first meeting with your boss or your supervisor and already have a plan in mind. And it might not be the same plan that they have in mind. You know, they might have some tweaks or things like that, but I think it's very helpful to them to be like, oh, okay, um, Jane knows what she's doing. She's got things sorted out. She knows what's happening. Her plan totally makes sense. Great. All we have to do is implement it. Um, or, okay, Jane, like, you know, these three things sound good. Let's kind of tweak this one. Let's go from there rather than like, oh my God, Jane's pregnant. What do we do? Panic. You know, you're not offering anything. So I would come in having really thought about, okay, you know, here's what I want the next however many months of my pregnancy to go. I'm planning to, you know, let's say I'm due at the uh, end of March, but I want to take a couple weeks off before then. So I'm planning to use my vacation time or my, uh, you know, pay time off or sick leave, whatever. I'm going to take a couple weeks and then I'm going to go ahead and take my guaranteed one year mat leave. I am planning to come back, you know, as, as far as I know right now, I'd love to come back. Um, here's where some of my big projects are at. Here's how I would love to offload them. You know, here's who I think could even be a good replacement or a good cover for me. Or yes, I'm willing to train somebody new if you want to bring someone on. Um, just basically thinking through how you want the next however many months of your pregnancy and then however many months of your leave to look like. And I think it'd be very um, helpful to come into that meeting with your ideal plan in mind. And if you're not really sure um, what that plan should look like, I think you can uh, maybe try to reach out if there's anyone else you know in your workplace who has been pregnant recently or has gone on a parental leave recently, maybe you can reach out to them. Um, and again, you want to be careful here because you don't really want to start telling a bunch of people in the office before you officially talk to your boss. But if there's someone, you know, friends, maybe you can chat with um, just on the side of like, hey, I would just love to know, you know, how did things work for you? Um, or even reaching out to friends who don't work at your same workplace, but who have recently, you know, announced a pregnancy or taken a parental leave and just saying like, hey, what sort of things did you think through? You know, what, what did you... Uh, what worked for you, what didn't work for you, how could your employer have made things better or worse, whatever, um, just getting some ideas. You can possibly even reach out to your HR department first. Um, this will depend on your company, but some HR departments do have um, almost like an anonymous way to speak with them. For, for example, if you were going to make like a complaint about your boss, you could do that to HR anonymously. And obviously they don't need to loop in your boss and like rat you out. So there might be someone in HR that you can speak to kind of anonymously and just make sure you have all of your ducks in a row for, for your plan of action. So that's before you actually go and speak with your boss. So you've figured out all the rules, you have your ideal plan, you know what you want to do. Um, then you actually want to like set a meeting time with your boss or your supervisor, like whoever you would usually go to with things like this. And you definitely want to make sure you're telling your, um, I'm going to say boss, but fill that in with, you know, supervisor, manager, whatever. You want to make sure you're telling your boss first. You don't want this to be something where you've told a bunch of coworkers and then you wait like, you know, a couple weeks or a couple months and then you tell your boss and they're like, yeah, I know they've been talking about it in the, you know, staff kitchen for the last month. Um, 
you know, even though you, you might have a couple of coworkers you're closer with and sure, maybe you've, you know, told them the secret, told them to keep it hush hush, but it shouldn't be something where like the entire office knows and your boss already knows you just haven't officially told them. You kind of want to give them that heads up first. Um, and that's just, you know, a courteous thing to do. It's also like the professional thing to do, especially if it's a situation where, again, you might, you know, lose out on some work because you're pregnant or there might be some competition for who's going to be your replacement, things like that. It's good to let your boss be the, the person who's sort of aware of these things first. Um, when you go in, I think, you know, sit down with them, let them know the news. Hopefully they are very happy and excited for you. Present your plan. So that plan we were talking about, about what you want your, um, the rest of your pregnancy at work to look like, as well as your parental leave. Um, I think, again, they're going to really appreciate that you took the initiative to put something together, that you've, you know, put some thought into this. You're not just kind of dropping a bomb and walking away. And then I think it's really important after you present your plan to give both yourself and your boss some time to think about it. So even saying like, hey, we don't have to decide on anything now, but here's what I'm thinking. Let's both, you know, take, let's schedule another meeting in a week or two. Um, and, and chat through and make sure we're on the same page. Because I think that gives your boss some time to read everything over if you have, you know, an actual written out plan, or maybe they have to get in touch with HR or other supervisors or your boss's boss or whoever, just chat things through, make sure everything is approved and ticked. I don't think you should push them for an answer right away. Um, as well, if they, you know, right away have feedback for you or some tweaks for your plan, I don't think you should accept them right away. I think you can say that all sounds really good. Thank you so much. Can I think it over? Let's schedule a meeting for next week and, you know, I'll get back to you and just give yourself some time, make sure that whatever they're proposing still works for you, still works for your family. And, hopefully as, as close as possible to the plan that you originally proposed. You'll also want to discuss with your boss how you're planning to make the announcement to the team um, or, you know, whoever, if you have employees underneath you or things like that. Uh, you'll want to talk about things like um, hiring replacements or people who are going to cover you, um, training, anything else you're going to need to take on. And this might be stuff that you talk about at sort of like a secondary meeting. You don't have to sit down and get all of this uh, perfectly worked out, but that is some stuff that you'll want to talk through with your boss, especially the announcing it to the team part. I think that's important that they are um, at least across your plans so they know, um, you know, basically so they don't show up with like egg on their face, not knowing if it's a secret or not. And assuming that people will come up to them with questions, it's kind of nice to, you know, keep everyone in the loop on that. You'll also want to discuss any sort of like accommodations or things like that. So maybe you need um, time off for appointments so you can let them know like, hey, I've got, you know, these couple appointments coming up next. Is it cool if I, you know, schedule some of my uh, time off if I use my you know, sick leave or vacation leave or whatever it is, maybe you could get time off for appointments. That would be nice. Um, letting them know, you know, any potentials, if obviously, if you are sick, if you're dealing with any sort of issues with your pregnancy, if there's any sort of emergencies that you, you know, you might need, um, just giving them a heads up of, hey, if anything happens, here's, <laughs> here's where I'll be, or here's, you know, how I'll let you know, if you're planning to work, you know, right up until, you're delivering that baby, there's a chance you go into labor at the office. So maybe even giving them a heads up of like, hey, um, you know, here's here's the number for my partner or my hospital or something if we need it. Um, talking about accommodations in terms of, you know, if you're coming back and you're planning to uh, breastfeed if you need to pump. Maybe there is a room or a space that they can offer you for your pumping or time at least that they can offer you for pumping. Um, child care if you need to make any accommodations in that uh, nature, things like that. So just talking through all the little 
finicky things that'll come up that are kind of outside the realm of just like your um, parental leave. And then you also might want to discuss your plan for coming back. And here again, I would caution you, protect yourself, protect your family. Don't, you know, sign away your life and 100% agree to anything, especially if this is your first baby. You don't know. You don't know how you're going to feel, how you're going to react. You don't know how your body is going to, you know, recover. You don't know how life with a newborn and a baby is going to be. Things could totally change. So I think it's fine to say, yes, you know, my plan is to take the whatever one year uh, parental leave that we are um, guaranteed, you know, by by this province, by this country, by this workplace, and then come back um, and kind of leave it at that. And you can say, I will get in touch with you, you know, nine months in, and we can come up with a plan for how I come back. I think it's nice to give your boss that sort of a heads up so they know, okay, if I'm hiring a replacement, I'm hiring somebody who's just going to replace, you know, for a parental leave for 12 months. I'm not hiring, you know, someone who's going to be a permanent replacement. Um, and then obviously, you know, you get in touch partway through your parental leave and you can talk through, okay, yes, you know, that sounds good. I do want to come back, you know, same plan or, hey, I'm actually sick of this kid. I'm coming back sooner. Or actually, can I come back a little bit later? You know, I want a couple more months. Can I take them unpaid? Or uh, can I come back part-time? I want to, you know, slowly transition back into the office. Can I, can I come back remote? Can I, you know, start working, but can I do it remotely? Um, lots of options. I just wouldn't tie yourself into anything for sure, guaranteed. And again, I think you do have some legal protections here. I don't think they can hold you to like, you said you'd be back in six weeks, you promised. Um, but giving your boss an idea of what you are thinking. And again, promising that you will, you know, check back in and, and keep them posted. I think is very key. So that's sort of my tips for, um, you know, when to tell a boss, how to tell them what you should have prepared ahead of time. Um, and I think after, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say in terms of actually talking to your boss and your workplace. I hope I didn't miss anything. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about how this works. If you are self-employed or a freelancer or a contract worker, how things look a little bit different. So I will get to that after this quick sound clip. All right. So let's talk about how this works. If you are self-employed, if you're a contract worker, if you're a freelancer, if you're a entrepreneur, solopreneur, that sort of thing. In that situation, you don't really have a boss. Often you are the boss, or it feels like you have, you know, a bunch of little bosses all in different parts of the world, um, potentially, but you're not, you know, an employee for one company, you go in nine to five. It's not that sort of thing. So it's a little bit different um, in that, since you are the boss, you kind of get to make up how this all works. You plan the schedule, especially if you are a contractor or a freelancer, you really do have a lot of control over your own time. Um, and technically, you know, you're not beholden to the two weeks notice or whatever it is. You're also usually not guaranteed any sort of parental leave or anything like that. So you really do have to put a lot of thought into your plan. And I might do a whole separate episode, depending on if there's you know any interest in this, I might do a whole separate episode on finances when you're self-employed, um, when you don't have you know that guarantee of coming back to work and you likely don't have um, any sort of parental leave payment that's coming your way. Uh, well, I'll think about it. I might do that later. But I think even though you're not traditionally employed, it's still nice to, you know, give your clients a heads up. You still want to let them know what's happening. Um, it's good to give them notice, especially if you are fulfilling a role that they're going to need to replace or, you know, partially replace or something like that. Um, it's also really good to keep up those relationships if you've 
spent any time as a contractor or a freelancer, you know, it's all about relationships. It's all about your network. You don't want to burn anyone by just, you know, ghosting them, just not answering emails anymore because you've decided to go off and have a baby. You definitely want to give them notice. And again, I go back to that same point. It is about protecting yourself, especially if you are self-employed, if you're a contractor, if you're a freelancer, you often, often don't have as many protections as if you are an employee. It's, um, it's a lot harder. There's a lot more gray area. If a client did decide to stop working with you after you announced a pregnancy, I think it would be a lot harder to, uh, you know, sue them or take them to court or whatever, because it's just, it's a much more tenuous relationship when you are the contractor and the contractee, um, <laughs> the client and the contractor that works a bit better. Um, there's just, there's really usually just no uh, actual formal legal requirement to give notice to end a contract. You can really just stop replying. And, you know, most people, most of us, myself included, you know, don't really have the means to go off and, you know, sue a company or something like that, especially if you're, you know, pregnant. That's probably not something you want to be busying yourself with. So 100%, number one, protect yourself, protect your family, do what's right for you. If that does mean only giving your clients like a week's notice or, you know, something like that, then you need to do what works for you. And I would also suggest finding new clients because those people sound terrible. Um, you also want to make a plan uh, more so than when you're an employee and you're kind of making a plan for, you know, wrapping up your projects and training people and things like that. When you are a contractor or self-employed, this needs to be a plan for your entire business. So that might look like um, putting together some passive income streams. Maybe you have products or courses or something like that, setting those up so they can kind of operate without you, or you can still make income um, from them even when you are, uh, you know, with your baby. Um, it might look like hiring, maybe you need to hire some other contractors or freelancers, you know, virtual assistants, things like that, who can help you out, who can help you run your business while you're away. Um, it might look like just pressing pause. Maybe you work with some clients where you have that flexibility and you can kind of say to them, hey, I'd love to take like three months off or I'm, I'm not going to be available for three months. And for them, it's no problem. They work with a whole team of freelancers. They'll just, you know, not assign you any work for three months. And then in three months, you can come back and they'll continue assigning. Um, obviously, that's not going to be the case with every client, but uh, sometimes you do have that flexibility. It might be working ahead. Perhaps there are things that you can schedule ahead of time or, you know, let's say you usually write, um, you, I don't know, you design one website a month. Um, instead, you decide to design eight websites in the first couple months of the year so you can take the rest of the year off or you write uh, 30 blog posts instead of your usual 10 so you can take some time off. Um, and it also might look like quitting some of your gigs. If you are a contractor who has, you know, a bunch of different gigs, you've got a couple things going on. Um, sometimes the only option truly, if you want to have, you know, some time off uh, to give birth and to spend time with your newborn baby, sometimes it's just quitting. And that's uh, a scary part of being a contractor. There's obviously all the pros of, you know, being a self-employed contractor, usually working from home. Um, you do have a ton of flexibility. You are really able to control your own schedule. You don't have to ask for time off. You can kind of just take it, but, um, there also are no guarantees. So there's no guarantee that if you quit a job, you'll be able to get it back or that anyone's going to be able to make accommodations for you, um, for, you know, whatever kind of leave you want to take. So pros and cons there for sure. But if I am speaking to somebody who is already self-employed or contractor or freelancer, you probably know all this already, but that might be an option. 
So what's my plan? <laughs> so I am a contractor, freelancer, self-employed, whatever you want to call it. I have a handful of clients that I work for, kind of um, four, I guess three or four main clients that I've been working with for years doing uh, work for them. So my plan uh, going into pregnancy is to um, try my best to work ahead for with some of my clients because well, I guess so going post-pregnancy <laughs> with the newborn, um, I do not get a paid parental leave. I just haven't paid into that uh, employment insurance. I ran the numbers. It doesn't really make sense for me. Um, if I was going to have like three or four kids, maybe, but if I'm just planning to have one kid, uh, it doesn't make sense. The amount of money that I would have to pay into this insurance um, is not equal to the amount that they would give me for a baby. So I, I'm not going to have any paid leave. And again, being a contractor, I don't have any guarantee of coming back to any of my jobs. Um, so my plan is to take the first six weeks of my baby's life, um, six-ish weeks, I'm calling it, maybe like, you know, four to 12, six, six to eight, something like that. Um, take those completely off of work. I don't want to work at all in that time. I don't want to open my laptop. I mean, I probably will, but I don't want to do any work. I just want to give myself that time to like completely adjust to the newborn life. And then after that six weeks, I want to kind of slowly start to come back to a point where I am working part-time, you know, maybe five, 10 hours a week. So, uh, really, really not much, <laughs> not as much as I'm working now though. Like I'm recording this podcast, uh, in the middle of the afternoon on a work day. So like, am I working that much? Eh. <laughs> um, and then my plan would be to continue that part-time work, you know, five, 10 hours a week for the length of my quote unquote parental leave. And that if you go back and listen to the episode, I did all about traveling with a baby. My husband and I are planning to travel all through Europe for about a year with our baby during parental leave. Um, I know that might sound totally crazy, but again, go back and listen to that episode. I think we have it worked out pretty good. So my plan would be to be working part-time uh, throughout that entire trip, just so I have lots of time to spend with my baby, with my husband, and obviously seeing Europe. I don't want to be uh, totally tied to my laptop the entire time. And then once we come back to Canada and, you know, resettle, my husband starts working again, um, I would plan to go back to probably more full-time hours. But I like the idea of leaving myself a little flexibility depending on, you know, what we want in our lives by then. I know <laughs> life changes quite a bit and I'm sure uh, it changes even more when you have a baby and when you head off and travel for a year so I could come back and, um, you know, just want to be uh, a mom more, <laughs> more full-time or more part-time and kind of stay working part-time and doing the mom thing part-time. Or um, I could come back and just have completely different interests and be looking for different companies. So it's exciting that I will have that flexibility and that freedom to kind of like redesign my schedule after our parental leave. But it's also a little bit scary because there's no guarantee that any of the companies that, you know, I go part-time uh, with part-time with, or that I quit, uh, will want me back. So in terms of my work, my plan is for some of my clients, um, I am planning to actually just totally quit the job. It just doesn't make sense. The kind of work I want to be doing while we're on our parental leave, when I'm in that first, you know, 18 months of my baby's life is work that I can do ahead. I don't want to be um, tied to any time commitments. I don't want it to be a thing where like, okay, every day you have to check in, you know, between nine and one and you have to be, um, you know, answering emails and you have to be getting back to people and sending things off. I don't want anything like that. I want the work to be, Hey, we need, um, a blog post a week, go ahead. You can work on that anytime. You can schedule it anytime. You can work ahead. 
I want to be doing things like that, that I can do on my own time, on my own schedule. I can work ahead when I have time and I can, you know, catch up when I need to. Um, so unfortunately that does mean quitting some of my jobs. Uh, it's just the type of work that I'm doing just doesn't fit with that kind of schedule. Um, and then for the jobs that I do keep, I would be scaling back. So working with those clients to kind of say, Hey, I'm no longer available for, you know, the day to day. I can't be checking emails. I can't be, you know, tied to this sort of thing, but I would love to keep doing this, you know, long-term projects, the blogs, scheduling, things like that, that I can do ahead of time on my own time and with a plan to really, really work ahead during my pregnancy so that I can take those first six-ish six weeks off. So making sure that I have all of my, you know, writing and whatever work totally scheduled so I can take that time off. So that is my plan for my work. Um, and it feels strange to say it out loud. I haven't said it out loud yet. I think it sounds pretty good. And, you know, knowing my clients the way I do, again, I've worked with all of them for years now. Um, I think this will work out. I think it'll be very sad to quit uh, some of the jobs that I have had for, yeah, like five plus years. Um, that will be very sad. But uh, I think it makes sense for our family. And I will hope that when we get back, there is an opportunity to um, re restart those jobs, to be rehired. Um, but we'll know that obviously that's not guaranteed. Um, but I think it'll work. And I, again, I like the idea. It's a little bit scary, but I like having that flexibility of, you know, being able to pick up other jobs or try to get more hours or things like that if we need it. And also to cut back if I find I'm not, uh, you know, spending enough time with my family or with my baby or traveling or things like that. Um, in terms of when I want to announce, I probably will want to wait until I am closer to like, the six month mark of my pregnancy. Um, I might let my clients know a little bit sooner than that. Definitely well past 12 weeks, um, maybe around 16 weeks, like, you know, four or four months, something like that, just to let them know, just to give them like a heads up of like, Hey, you know, I'm pregnant. Ah, so exciting. Woo. Um, I will reach out to you with a plan, uh, in place. So I'm coming to them, especially, you know, being a contractor, the ball really is in my court to explain how I see things going. Um, so I will definitely won't be wanting to do that around the six month mark. So there's still a few months left of my pregnancy to, um, figure things out and, you know, put any other plans in place, get people on board or off board. And then obviously if there's any pushback from my clients, I still have some time to figure out, uh, other options. Um, but as I said, off the top of this episode, I am not pregnant currently still trying to conceive. So I've got lots of time to rethink this, to rework it. If I find I have different, uh, needs and desires during pregnancy, maybe this plan changes. Um, and who knows if this, uh, trying to conceive journey takes way longer than I think I might have a completely different set of clients or a completely different career. So this could be, um, a moot point. Maybe this podcast is really going to take off and I'll just record these episodes from different places in the world. <laughs> Probably not. I don't think I'm going to be, uh, making a living off of this podcast anytime soon, but I appreciate your support and listening nonetheless. I hope this episode was helpful. I hope it gave you some things to think about. And I wish you all the best if you are pregnant and thinking about when to tell your work, um, to speak with your, you know, your boss or your supervisor. I hope it goes really well. Um, none of the horror stories we, we hear online. I completely uh, support you and empower you to put together your ideal plan. And I hope it goes way better than you expect it to.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. If you liked hearing from me, I'd really appreciate it if you could do all the things. Follow, subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend. Even if I wasn't able to answer all of your questions, I hope there's some relief in knowing you're not alone in asking them. Thanks so much for being here.